Welcome to Talking Far, Far Away. The Force is with you, young Skywalker. You are not a Jedi yet. Join Brick City Blockade as we discuss the canon of a galaxy far, far away. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another epic episode of Talking Far, Far Away. It's Robin Vote here, sitting across the pond as Mr. Scott. And Scott, a lot of stuff happening in the Star Wars universe, my friend. Yes, quite a lot. Um, Battlefront 2 came out. Ryan Johnston's been on Twitter and Facebook. And yeah, just tons of books coming out in two weeks till The Last Jedi. And also, if you're a DC fan, the, cross, the crossover events this week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, for our fandom that expands beyond the galaxy far, far away and into the comic book DC Marvel realm. That's a good little plug there, Scott. Where'd you come up with that one? I don't know. I've been watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned from you. I've learned from you. Oh, very good. You've learned from plug time very well. All right. Yeah. Let's break this thing down right away because earlier today, Ryan Johnson went on Twitter and it was great because Star Wars gave him not only did he have like emojis in the background like giant cutout pictures of like porgs and the evil bb8 and stuff but he was also able to answer specific fan questions and just do them within a 25 second period scott and what was nice was that not only did he answer the questions but just listening to him here and there he said things like you know what you have to wait until you sit down in the theater you have to wait until you experience the film. These, you know, these actors, this person, Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, you know what? I was able to use their characters in different ways. And I was able to show them in a different light compared to what J.J. Abrams did with The Force Awakens. So bravo to Ryan Johnson. I know he's over on Facebook Live tonight. He's doing some more stuff. But the way he's been answering these questions, Scott, and I think he's done that not just through this Twitter format, but throughout his time as director of The Last Jedi, He's been able to do some pretty cool things in terms of making sure to answer questions, but not give any spoilers whatsoever. Yeah, I, um, I mean, he was at Star Wars Celebration in 2016, so I was in the room when he came out on stage. Um, so I was quite lucky there. And Pablo did try to ask him a few things. And obviously, Pablo does work for Star, right. for Star Wars, for Lucasfilm, so he knew exactly the kind of things he had to ask, etc., etc. But Ryan was very cryptic, shall we say, on certain things. But uh, I mean, he—it's been well documented that he he took a lot of photos during his time directing the Last Jedi, and no doubt he'll take tons of photos for his private account on Instagram to share with everybody of the trilogy that we're going to get in the next few years. Um, and he describes some of the things in those photos at Star Wars Celebration. So yeah, he's when it comes to Ryan Johnston, he, he doesn't want to say too much because we're two weeks away, so we want to kind of... He wants us to experience it for himself. Some questions, yeah, he will answer about maybe Rose or... Mm -hmm. uh, uh, I can never pronounce the name, so I'll just say DJ's character, maybe just give us a bit more insight or what it was like to work behind the scenes or work with Carrie and Mark, uh, really taking these new characters. So yeah, those kind of questions he's probably willing to answer to a certain, to a certain length, to a certain degree. Um, but 
Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, that seems to be Ryan Johnson's approach is like, and we've been saying it here, Scott, at the podcast network, and it's so great that his voice is carrying on what the podcast have been saying. And that is wait until you sit down at the theater. We can have these discussions about theories and everything. And it was great because Ryan actually confirmed for us that poor yeah, guess what? They're not this cute and cuddly thing. They're they're actually gonna be a little bit sinister on the inside. So that's not necessarily a spoiler, but it's a nice little tidbit heading into this. That you know what? This we're not gonna talk any spoilers. You guys have to be in the theater opening night or on that weekend and experience this film for yourself to be able to continue to have discussions. Scott, we've been saying that since the very beginning when The Force Awakens came out and pretty much post Force Awakens was that, you know what? The theater experience is what drives these conversations forward, not really the behind the scenes stuff and not really all these side conversations. It's being in the seat that happens. Yeah, yeah. We've been saying it for months and months how much that, you know, we want to discuss, what we want to speculate, but what's going to happen, but it's going to be after the movie came out that, the, the answers that we, we the questions we did have will be answered or some of them will be answered and then we get new questions come out after we've seen the movie and then it kind of leads us on into episode nine where it kind of gives us more questions that we want or the answers i mean it's sometimes been sometimes answered in a book sometimes right. or a comic like how did fast work out the the trash compartment Factor. Well, you got that in a comic, so you don't need to have that answered in the movie. So, you know, some of the things like that. And when Force Awakens came out, there were certain questions that we were kind of asking. Well, what about Ray's uh, parent, who her parents are? That's one of the questions that's been constantly answered. And uh, Daisy Ridley this morning, it was it? I can't remember if it was on Good Morning, oh, Good Morning America, America. Yeah. She was asked that, and she was like, that's not really one of the things she's really asking about. Uh, it's people's going to ask that. Well, not, it's not what people now wanting. People's want to know, is she going to turn to the dark side or not? You know? <laughs> it just seems uh, quite... Uh, we just get, seem to get different answers as the, as the gaps as the movies are coming about. You're right. I mean, we're getting closer and closer, so it makes sense. And we're going to see more and more of these appearance, uh, appearances. That's a great word to use, Robin. Let's think about things before you say it. Uh, we're going <laughs> to see more and more of these appearances happening coming up. I know the big one is on Jimmy Kimmel where the entire cast comes on. That's going to be a great experience because you're going to have Ryan Johnson, Daisy, but the entire crew is going to be on there. Again, you guys have to stay tuned. There's a lot of great stuff happening. Please make sure to head on over to Facebook to Star Wars, uh, their official page. Make sure to like it because Ryan Johnson right now, as we're recording this, is doing a Q&A over there now compared to what he did on Twitter earlier, which I'm sure in the Facebook one, he's doing a very similar format. So more and more of that kind of stuff, please make sure to support Star Wars by going over to Twitter and Facebook and doing all those awesome, awesome things. Scott, you recently have finished up a certain book that I know from a certain point of view is very, very exciting to Star Wars fans. Our good friend Jason Fry was a contributor to this. It's really interesting because I haven't necessarily read much from this novel, but or novel or book or series of short stories, whatever you want to call it. What are your thoughts on this book? The floor is yours. Well, I'm only halfway through it because there's a lot to get through. That's that's enough. So over my overall impressions halfway through it so far, it fills in a lot of gaps. So that scene between no, it definitely fills in a gap from Rogue One. That scene at the end of Rogue One when the Tantini Four goes into hyperspeed, 
hyper. Um, it's ten o'clock at night here, so my brain's fried. <laughs> <laughs> and it takes you right up to the start of episode four, so it fills in a gap. So it really discusses. I mean, it, it literally the first page is right is right that last scene from Rogue One. Um, and then you get Captain Antilles. They all know like Tatooine Force actually damaged. Mm-hmm. They, they don't think they'll make it in time. They haven't. They've not had a chance to like mass their trail. Mm-hmm. So they know the Empire's coming. They know Vader's on the way. And you, he's writing a letter to his family saying how much he loves them, and he knows that this is it. And uh, he and that bit goes right up to the moment he dies at Lord Vader's hands. So you kind of get what's going through his head. So yeah, that's and then you get some of the stormtroopers' uh, experiences on the Tatty Four trying to find Leia. Uh, actually, the, there's an interesting one. I think as as a network will actually enjoy this. Um, is R five gets a bit of a nod. Oh. Um, it goes into his mind, and he's and he starts to. I'm just trying to fit in the right words, shall I say? He knows when he he knows that R two's got something very important to deliver. Mm. So it kind of so when obviously when we get to the Luke's home on farm on a uh, Tatooine, and his uncle is coming out buying the droids, so he's bought. Um, what did he? Yep, <laughs> that's exactly it. So he's bought a CTPO and he bought R5 instead of R2. Mm-hmm. And he's R5 notices R2 trying to come along with him and he knows that something's he knows that R2's got something very important to do. So actually R5 shorts himself out. <gasps> wow. So there you go. Um you get another story. I'm just gonna go back through some of the ones that I've picked up on that I've really oh. enjoyed and it kind of gives it more of a a connective tissue. So once again, you get it was spoken on Jedi Council by Ken Napsaw. So inclined to Jedi Council when they were talking about the book, and Ken's read a bit of it himself. And I, I was quite interested when he mentioned this, but it takes place with Obi Wan, and it's um he's it's at the bit where the Jawas are, are they're burning their bodies, etc. After the stormtrooper attack, even though like they think they're trying to say, oh, sand people, but. Obi Wan knew it wasn't stab people. It was storm. Stab people do not make blaster marks that easily. <laughs> well, we'll not get into the stormtroopers' uh, blaster race, shall we? Uh, <laughs> and he communes with um, Qui Gon, and uh, Qui Gon is asking him if he's sure it's and it looks the right one. Da da da. And at the same time, Qui Gon knows that Obi Wan's is coming, oh. but he can't say anything. So there you go. And then you get more stories on uh, Mos Eisley. You get a lot of stories in connected there. Um, you also get one, I can't remember the character's name, but one with the kind of snout, the snort, big long nose, one that's... Uh, oh, yeah, the uh, Imperial Spy. Yes, sir. Well, he's not actually an Imperial Spy. Well, no, he's just a snitch. He's just a snitch. Um, it, he's in it, and the reason he, he's trying to get home. Oh. And he's, uh, that's why he sells out Han and Chewie, the Falcon, so he can try to get home. He knows about the droids, so he's trying to get, trying to get home. There is one character from the the comics that does make an appearance. Captain Doctor Aphra's in the book. Ooh, very nice. Uh, she gets a an interesting uh, story where she's captured um, on Yavin Four. Mm. I think the, the 
even the book kind of goes along the same timeline as uh, as a new hope. Oh no, it's a Tantamine. Is it Tantamine? Yeah. Um, and it's on the same timeline as the whole, you know, it's trying to fit in the original trilogy. That's yeah. what I'm trying to yeah. And so she's in the book and there's a stormtrooper who kind of likes Finn, who doesn't want to take her life. So she pretends that he did it and then she managed to escape. So there's her. So yeah, there's a lot in this book. And before we came on to record, I, spoke, I told you about Bale and Bria's last moments on Alderaan. So this book, it does fill in a lot of gaps. It does kind of, it can just kind of, it's what we say quite a lot, it connects everything. So yeah, it does connect, it connects everything. And it's, to me, it's something that you you will want to pick up and read, just to kind of get that kind of more detail in the Star Wars universe. So it's definitely something a Star Wars fan for their bookshelf in terms of somebody like you and I or some of the people here at the podcast network who like to read the novels and everything. It's a nice piece to have on the bookshelf is what I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, you, me, Chris and Brian, we we read a lot of the books, so we it, it's something that we will want to pick up and everybody else in the, in the network will want to pick up and read it as well when they have the time. And even if the fans, they want to pick this up, they want to read it. Um, because it just fills in, as I said, it fills in tiny little gaps. Uh, it just kind of... It connects it more, especially with the after Captain Antilles, it does connect it. It kind of actually bridges it even stronger than you never saw in the movie. And that's important. That's what, uh, Scott, you and I always talk about it. Novels, short stories, whatever they are, even though they're coming from these authors within the Star Wars universe and major players at Lucasfilm, they are bridging gaps, even though it's not a formal novel. These stories are nice little canon pieces that kind of, you know, it's not necessarily, yep, here's the Golden Gate Bridge. It's like, nope, here's the first piece of pavement. Here's the second piece of pavement. Here's the third. Until you get to the end of that bridge and you're able to fill in the gaps so that the story can continue on forward with no gaps allowed. So I, I like where, where that novel's going. I'm surely going to pick up the novel. Scott, sounds like people need to go pick this up at their local bookseller. Make sure to support them and pick up from a certain point of view. And also shout out Jason Fry on Twitter and say how much you like this novel and Pablo Hidalgo and everybody because it, it is something special. We really haven't seen anything like it up until this point and it being the 40th anniversary. What a great time to release something like this, Scott. Yeah, I mean, I will say, because I'm audiobooking it, it's quite nice to hear John Hamm do Boba Fett. Ah. So if you don't know who John Hamm is, he's uh, the actor who was on Mad Men, just recently in Baby Driver, and he was he's in loads of different things. Um, so yeah, it's worth checking out just to hear him do Boba Fett. <laughs> we get to hear celebrity voices on it. How cool is that? You get to hear uh, what was it the SNL sketch where he tr- tried to be Han Solo the entire time. You get to yep. see that that guy play Boba Fett in this and do the voice. So that's great, Scott. Before we came on, I feel like again our discussions before I hit that record button or something else. All right. <laughs> You've already been playing through Battlefront, and a lot of the members here at the podcast network, I got my PS4 on the way, don't you worry. Everybody's been playing through Battlefront. Your initial thoughts on this, Sean's shared his thoughts at the end of the home show, the recent one. Your thoughts, though. I know you're being careful. I'm being careful because I don't want to spoil too much. So far, I've played the main campaign, the the story. Mm -hmm. The story starts off just before the Battle of Endor. Uh, that's all I'm going to say so far. I spoke to Brian about it. Um, I find this short story a bit too short. Mm. Um, I'm, I'm not asking for, like, 
a 40 hour Mass Effect kind of story because that's just too long. Mm-hmm. I'm all I'm wanting is something that takes about 10 hours, like that mm-hmm. sort of thing. This is the the story, the story itself can take about oh, about four hours, six hours to finish in, which is fine if you just want to do that to get into the game itself, you know, the the, the multiplayer, the, the, the that sort of stuff, the online stuff. Um, but I quite like this, I quite like a story, and don't get me wrong, the oh, what's the actress's name that did it? Um, she's fantastic as Aiden. Yes. Um, I thought you would get more missions. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be like Inferno Squad, so Mm. I'm not disappointed. I'm just doing that. Don't set your expectations too high on it. That's all I'm saying. I I enjoyed it, but for me, my expectations are not as high as I thought it would be. I'm trying to compare it to something. I think it was like, I was going to say Inhumans, but no, that's just just a bad (laughs) (laughs) I could say the Star Wars holiday Christmas special. Ooh! Oh, but I'm not going to say that because Happy wrong. Life Day, everybody! <laughs> oh, oh. Be Arthur, there you go. Uh, <laughs> but no, um, yeah, it's it's a good game. The story campaign is good. You, again, it's over the Battle of Jakku, and I, was, I said to you the other day, I feel like that planet's got a lot to say. But there's cool cameos, there's cool people in it, there's cool name nods, etc. The space battle is just brilliant. The EA have done a, to me, they've done a great job on the space battle. Brian did mention there's more DLCs to come out for the campaign, mm-hmm. which is good. They'll kind of flush it out a bit more. Imagine with The Last Jedi, that, that some of that's going to play into it. I think so. I've got a funny feel The Last Jedi might have an effect on this game, but I don't want to say too much because uh, nah, it is, nah, nah, I can't say too much because of, how, <laughs> of where, the, where the, the game ended. Yes. I think Brian, Brian will know what I'm talking about because he. he and Sean will know what I'm talking about because I played it. I, I don't want to say too much because of how there's something in the game that kind of we you mentioned it to me and I was kind of like, I don't think so, but I'm just I'm too open mind about it. Mm-hmm. But the reason I'm saying no is because not everybody plays the games. Mm-hmm. This is like I think you know what I mean, but I don't want oh, to yeah. mention it. I I'm don't get, want to talk. I'm getting the subliminal messages all the way from Scotland over yeah. the over here to the United States, and I think. Everybody who listens to the podcast, people who are gamers that listen to the podcast can understand where you're coming from. And I think can understand where Sean's coming from, where, yeah, you know what? There are some really great aspects to this and there are some things that are not working, but I see where you're coming from. And that's why I asked the question about The Last Jedi, because there's going to be so much more things that come out from that film that we could see play out in this game, whether it's a D- D- or DLC, DCL, whatever you want to call it, PAX. You can tell I'm like 40 years old. I'm talking like an old man when it comes to video games. There's a lot more on the road. Are you, are you going to make a comment about that, Scott? Yeah, I think once Luke comes more into the Jet Last Jedi, I think we might start getting more stuff from that. Yeah. I think that's the thing. We're all just wanting more Luke. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because um, the Last Jedi is what's keeping... I feel the Last Jedi is what's keeping us from finding out more about what's been going on with Luke. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luke is in this game, it's, so you do get a tiny bit more of Luke. You mm-hmm. get to play him, it's set after Return of the Jedi. Again, hopefully once the last Jedi comes out, we start flushing out Luke better in this in the post-Return of the Jedi era of Star Wars. Yeah, a lot of great stuff on the rise when it comes to Luke Skywalker. A lot of great stuff. Hopefully with Battlefront, hopefully the opinions change across the board. I think that once I get this, my hands, my my dirty paws uh, on this game, uh, I'll be fascinated to see, and I'll be able to share my thoughts with you guys 
the rest of the podcast network on, on my thoughts and maybe we'll have a formal battlefront to review uh here at the brick city blockade star wars podcast network a lot of great stuff happening in the star wars universe and here at the podcast network we've broken down everything when it comes to the last jedi ryan johnson's world we've broken down everything from a certain point of view great review there by scott all right i think it's that time of the show mr inch oh it's a uh, um plug time yeah is that what we call it now is is, is that the formal name for it plug time well it's gonna come up by name it's like oh hi plug time <laughs> i did not say it i did not like that. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> that's right it's plug time here from the city blockade star wars podcast network mr scottage where can they find you hiding up on the rooftop and yelling at the top of your lungs uh, well you can find me really enjoying the disaster artist which is a fantastic movie i'd recommend going see that but you have to have seen the room as well um, yes. so you can uh, find me on Facebook at Scottish and on, Scottish, uh, or on Twitter at Scottish85. That's a mumbled mess, but you know what, Scott, it works. They, they, they should already know where to find you at this point. I think so. I think it's coming at a time where uh, I'm just going to put it up on screen. You know, like the cars, <laughs> like, t- like home improvement, when like, Tim says something really offensive and I'll just hold up a card, so I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> You guys can follow me over on Twitter at Mr. Vote Tweets. Please make sure to head on over to Instagram. Follow me at the official vote. Head on over to BrickCityBlockade.com for everything happening in a galaxy far, far away. And please make sure to head on over to iTunes and Google Play Music. Subscribe, rate, and comment. That is what brings on the epic guests of the near future, the far future right now. And it allows us to bring you all the news and all the happenings in, again, a galaxy far, far away. Thank you guys for listening to Talking Far, Far Away with Robin and Scott. And as we always say here, may the force be with you. Oh, hi, Mark. <laughs>